You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the intangible Caleb Coy. Caleb, how are you? <laughs> I knew you were going to say it, and it still made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, am I even really here? You don't know. I'll, like, all I am is sound to you. You can't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so there was a... Um, from Cartoon Planet, the old Adult Swim show, there was a, a song featuring Brack, uh, the old Space Ghost villain, uh, that was very much a, a riff off of uh, Can't Touch This, but it was just Brack saying, yelling, really, Can't touch me! Don't touch me! No, 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 no! Don't touch me! Uh, which has become the, uh, you know, the COVID-19 anthem, I think. <laughs> yes. Which, uh, who knows if that's going to be an appropriate joke by the time this comes out. For reference, we're recording this Wednesday, uh, March 18th. So, mm-hmm. and this comes out, what, the Friday the 27th? So, who knows? Yeah. Well, we might all be dead by now. It's, I mean, <laughs> we, our lives could be just steeped in tragedy. Uh, and at the very least, I hope my, uh, my little reference to Brack... Uh, will maybe bring a smile to someone's face two weeks from now. <laughs> if there's anyone left. <laughs> I don't, like, I joked early on, but I don't actually believe this is our extinction event. But I do believe it's a big deal. And it's, you know, it's definitely fucking with people's lives. Uh, we talked a bit about, you know, last week how it's really messing with you know, touring musicians and service workers and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll come back around to this at the end, but once again, like, uh, as much as you can, like show some support to your, your favorite musicians and to your local businesses and whatnot. Um, we don't live in a society that like actively takes care of people like that, that are trying to make it work on their own. We kind of, we have to help each other. That's, that's where we are right now. So let's do that. And well, that's said. really, really what this podcast is about. Like, you know, we both know what it's like to be a musician and to be struggling. And, uh, you know, the, you know, we, we want to like shine some light on, uh, some musicians that we love. So that's what we're here for. And speaking of that, Caleb, what have you picked for us this week? Oh my God. Yes. So what you just heard was the song Mercy Kiss from the record Humanistic by Abandoned Pools. Uh, and hopefully I won't bring y'all down like I did last week, because uh, this, this record is just full of jams. Uh, and so let me start by saying this record is one that I discovered when I was working at Borders. Uh, back in the early 2000s. I remember you, Borders. Yeah, if, if, if you don't remember Borders, it was like Barnes & Noble, but cooler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was where the people who wouldn't be able to get hired at Barnes & Noble worked. Uh, all the people with uh, tattoos and piercings and opinions uh, and who didn't own a polo shirt <laughs> went and worked. <laughs> and, uh, I fucking loved that job. Um, 
I did everything from selling calendars to like you know working info desk to running the cafe to working in the music department, and I spent most of my paychecks at that time in my life in the music department. And there were literally times when I would just kind of wander through and like this looks cool and just pick it up and buy it. Uh, like I took a lot of chances on buying physical media back then, and uh, you know every now and then I was disappointed, but. More often than not, I was thrilled or surprised. And that's something I actually kind of miss about buying physical media. Like, yeah, you still have the option of like discovering new things through streaming. And if anything, like there are more options available to me than ever before. But there was that moment of like, I bought this because it seemed like it was going to be cool or because you know, someone said it was cool, or maybe I heard half of one song and then I got it home or like I got in my car on the way home and I popped that CD in and like, holy shit, this first track is a banger. Uh, and that's what this experience was like for me buying Humanistic. Um, I think there was maybe a couple of singles to this record. This was never like a huge, like, you know, big radio hit band, but they had a couple of tracks that made it out there and Mercy Kiss was one of them. And not to say that it was unique to the late 90s and early 2000s, because it obviously wasn't, but I feel like a lot of uh, indie bands in particular in the, the 90s and 2000s were doing these huge riff rock songs. And Abandoned Pools just comes right out the gate with those songs. And that's what I fucking, like Mercy Kiss is like these huge, like chunky riffs and these soaring octave parts. And... Uh, I've never been able to figure out on this recording. Well, I probably could figure out if I did the research. I've never done the research to figure out. Uh, I, my assumption was always that this was one of those bands. It was like one guy who like did a bunch of electronic programming, and then like played guitar and bass and stuff like that over it. But there actually was a live band that was just a four-piece, two guitars, bass, and drums for this band. So like when I listen to this, I still kind of think of like, oh, this is like electronic drums, but like. I'm not actually sure anymore that that's the case. You know, I did uh, I did do a little research on this because that's just who I am as a person. Good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it turns out this is actually considered a solo record. That's what uh, I thought. Okay, I, I was for- right. I forget the guy's name. Tommy Walter. Tommy Walter, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Tommy, this is, this is considered a solo record of his, even though it is, you know, a full band. Um, and whether or not the drums are, you know, programmed electronic or not, I couldn't tell you. Didn't dig that deep. That's, that's actually really cool to know, because I always thought that it was, but then, like, you know, I'll watch, like, performance videos or, like, music videos and whatnot, and there's a whole band, or they'll do, they, like, you'll dig around and find, like, old promo shots, and there's four of them. Like I like just always assumed it was just one person. Like I don't know why my brain never really considered the idea of at the very least a touring band, and I just never really thought about it much. Um, but it it goes back to like you know we we've talked about this before. I'm a, before I'm always super impressed when there's someone who can not only like write and record the, these songs, but like write all of the parts and like. You know, either play all the instruments or uh, do all of the programming or like anything, like, like have their hand in 
like a full band record like this and have it feels like so cohesive. Um, like Dave Grohl on that first Foo Fighters record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like this is a huge rock record and there's a lot of dynamics to it. I mean, there are these big riff songs like Mercy Kiss and there's uh, a bunch where like it, they, you know, they bring it way, way down in the intensity. Mercy Kiss is another great example of the music video era from when like that was really like really a thing. Like bands are still doing that and bands are still doing some really great ones, but it's less common, I think. Uh, and there's this whole like a story to the uh, the video about you know a girl at a party. She sees the guy she likes and he's making out with another girl. So she like finds another guy to like get with to make him jealous. And the whole rest of the the video is like it, it looks like that guy is like pursuing her you know, the the one that she hooks up with is pursuing her to get her back and she's avoiding him uh only to realize in the end that like he left his like uh flashing like bike lights in her car and just wants that back and like wants nothing to do with her <laughs> <laughs> Love we've all been there <laughs> You know, if you're if you're in an area where you know cycling is, uh, you know, a accepted form of transportation and not a uh, you know a like daredevil sport, uh, you know, you you need those basic uh, safety precautions. Indeed, and you know, it's interesting what you said about music videos because I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately, and. I think that YouTube almost single-handedly revived the art of the music video. I think you're right with that. Because, you know, we had, you know, we had MTV, we had VH1, we had a couple others. The Box. And then the Box, yeah. And then they stopped playing music videos, and then they moved up, like, then MTV got MTV2, where they played music videos uh, for a while. And, and then, you know, the music video on TV thing kind of stopped. Yeah. And then there's this weird time where like no one was really doing music videos. And then YouTube comes along and now all of a sudden people are making music videos again because they can put them on YouTube. And it's, uh, you know, and it's this whole different experience. It's, it's, uh, you know, you can actually go just look up the video you want to see and watch it whenever you want. You don't have to wait for MTV to play it. Yeah. And I think in, in large part, I forget that that's a thing until I start either like trolling YouTube for interesting stuff, in which case I'll get lost for an entire you know, afternoon, uh, or when I'm doing research for the podcast and I see links to uh, music videos on YouTube. And that's something like you've heard me note before, like when a band has like several videos for a song, and I think like, how the fuck do they have the time? Uh, forgetting that like when you're young and like not working full time and haven't completely given up on life, that like, you do have time to do stuff like that. I think that a great example of the dynamics in this song, um, going from these huge rock songs to the uh, much, much smaller ones, is Blood. I see the happy family tree It's way so easily We're smiling all the time This world just is 
this really, how would I describe it? Like, it's just this beautiful melody. And uh, primarily in the, like, the pre-chorus and the chorus uh, where he's singing, you know, we watch it burn, we never learn. This can't be what you're waiting for. Staring into the sun, we eat our young. This can't be what you're waiting for. Like, that pre-chorus in particular has such a beautiful melody to it. That's something, like, I... Like I forget about this track, and then I hear it again, and then I think, holy shit, how could I ever have forgotten about this? This is one of the best melodies. It's one of those uh, melodies that, like, just when I, I'm not embarrassed, uh, I love to sing along to loudly. And uh, it's just, it, it's such a, a great little, like, mid-record song. Um, and especially because... It goes, uh, you know, right from there through a couple of kind of like, not so much boppy, but like weirdly like happy tempo songs like Suburban Muse and Sunny Day and whatnot, but like back into one of like my favorite tracks uh, on this record, LVBD, uh, which is one of the most like 2000s songs, period.
there's these like huge rock riffs throughout it and this like soaring melodic lead that just carries it through uh and then like you know it's the first chorus you know, uh, into like this like breakdown part um but the the verses are like just like such like a in a past life I would have said ballsy, but that just doesn't feel right anymore. Like just, just such an emphatic, like rock riff, this huge, like full of movement. Do, 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 do. Like, I love that. Um, and one of the interesting things that stands out about this song is it has this like sick rip and solo. And like most of these tracks really don't like, there's not a lot of like big rock solos, uh, on this record, but this one does. Do we know what LVBD stands for? Uh, Little Virgin Baby Doll. It's in the, huh. uh, I think it's the first verse. Because I didn't for the longest time, and then I was like, oh, shit, it's literally the second line. Welcome to the world, my Little Virgin Baby Doll. He does a, a really neat thing, because like, LVD, uh, LVBD is track number eight, so it's in the like the, the last third of the record, essentially. Uh, but in this really like kind of low key bridge where everything just kind of like drops out for a moment. Uh, he goes back and references uh, the first track that we discussed, which is track two on the record when he says, just a mercy kiss born of emptiness. I'm so sick of this and you're faking. Damn. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Some hard hitting lyrics on this. I'll say. So speaking of uh, calling all the way back to, uh, the the beginning of the record um, the opening track is a banger uh, it is the track, the track called The Remedy opens with this like kind of like piano like almost like haunting piano uh, part with what what I think is probably programmed drums although I wouldn't be like surprised or disappointed if you told me that a live drummer like went to a studio and played these uh, especially just from 
what I learned about what real life drummers can do from the first time I heard this record to like this point in my life. Uh, I was, I was very naive when I first heard this. Um, but I think there's this, there's this overarching theme on this record and it's like haunting, almost spooky sounds intertwined with this like melodic pop rock. And the remedy really like does that. There's like it's this juxtaposition of the the like that piano part and then this huge guitar driven chorus and verse or uh, chorus and pre-chorus, um, and I can't remember if it was this song or Mercy Kiss that I first off heard off of this record because I think they both were singles, um, but I feel like this was the first one that I actually heard, and it caught me right away, and. I still think about this song a lot and I love it. Yeah, it's definitely a jam. Uh, This one grabbed me almost immediately uh, when I put this on for the first time. And, uh, you know, I never really know what to expect from your picks. (laughs) And I mean that in in a good way. But like, you know, sometimes I see, you know, I see these names of bands I've never heard of on, uh, on the list which I, I mean, I, I realize is the point. You know, the whole point was for us to pick things that we don't think the other person's really necessarily heard. Um, but uh, you know, every now and then, because I don't know, every now and then you surprise me, and uh, I don't know for some reason this. Uh, I don't know if it was the name of the album, the name of the band, or something. I just I was expecting something I wasn't gonna like. There's just something about the name. I was just like, I'm not gonna like this one. I can already tell. It it does call to mind like some weird imagery that like you're not expecting, and I feel like I went. Maybe I'm just remembering this with like kind of jaded eyes, but I feel like I went a long time in my life not really admitting to liking this record because I feel like I was worried that people were going to be like, "Oh, like why would you like that?" I can see that, but like. It's just full of so many fucking jams, and like it gets me so pumped up. And like, uh, unlike uh, last week's pick, where like you know Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties has since released other records, and I haven't listened to any of them. I've listened to other Abandoned Pools records, and they're all fucking good. Like this dude, Tommy, Tommy Walter, or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, Tommy Walter, uh, just keeps. <laughs> writing really good shit and uh, like that just that makes me really happy uh the fact that i stumbled across this random record uh that like very much personify personifies easy for you to say (laughs) very much personifies 2001 in rock music uh in my opinion and um yeah, that's that's so great. Honorable mention from this record has to go to the track Monster.
it brings the intensity right back up after a, a single track of bringing it like way, way down. Uh, and so like, it's, it's the like, so remedy mercy kiss, these huge back to back rock songs. And then we bring it way down with start over and then way back up with monster. And then it's back down for a few, uh, tracks. So it's the like kind of standout in the middle of the record. So there's that, but then it's got these quiet kind of choppy verses, like real staccato, lots of this like quick tremolo effect. And then my favorite, there's a little bit of spy shit in the song. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's been a few episodes since we've have since, since we've had some spy shit. It has, it has. And like, this is like not only like just during the like really intense, like quiet parts of the verses, but also like this, like the huge chorus and like uh, kind of instrumental bridge sections, or like what you might consider the solo sections, have these like string orchestral parts that like very much call to mind kind of like these like big Bond anthems. And so, like, this is like, this is the spy jam of this record. And I love that it's called Monster for that reason. There you go. I also love, uh, in particular, the line, everyone's a rock star. Look how cool and dark you are. <laughs> <laughs> again, it, like the time period in particular, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still relevant now, but like early 2000s, you know, everyone like feel like they have to be like brooding and dark and cool. Nah. <laughs> Everyone's a genius brushing up on irony. But no, no one's free. <laughs> Damn, the hard-hitting social commentary. <laughs> there's, so there's the, the really big rock songs, but there's also just some really, really great quiet moments. And one of those, I think, is the track Never. Well, we never It's all because you had to have it your way So lucky you, I'm wondering when I'll be okay If it's never, then it's never
towards the end and just suddenly out of nowhere there's this just beautiful acoustic and piano ballad and it's just this like really pretty soulful lyrics it's very very short uh but just like simple and i love that he can take and like in the intensity of a record like this just take it all the way down to something like this for just a moment I, the the chorus line from this you know Wondering when I'll be okay. And if it's never, then it's never. And there's just this, again, just really, really pretty melody on that. But yeah, and like speaking of these, like really, really like soft, quiet moments, uh, that's kind of where I want to go, go out on for this uh, is actually the, the third track on the record. So taking it kind of back to the beginning, uh, the track called Start Over. Um, Fun fact about this song, it was actually featured as the uh, the final ch- song from uh, Clone High, the uh, MTV uh, animated oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you remember that. I do. Um, this is not only a standout track on the record, uh, especially because of it being a, a slow jam after the, you know, the two huge rock openers, uh, but it's just honestly one of my favorite songs in general. Um I, you know, I I don't say this say this to be like oh, I did a thing. Look at me. Uh, but like earlier this year, or actually last year, so uh, just about a year ago, I deleted my Facebook account. But while I still had that uh, in my bio, uh, where there was the like religious affiliation or whatever the fuck the question was, uh, I would always include the quote from this song: "If it's God who made us, why are we so damn cruel?" And oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah, this is such a, a hard-hitting song. You know, what a mess our lives turned out to be. It was at its best when you and I were only three. We can start with all the things that turn us out and go right down the list and throw them out. Can we start over? Uh, here you are, and here's where you, there's where you want to be. But don't think you don't have company. Think of all the lonely people in the world. And if it's God who made us, why are we so damn cruel? Can we just start over? And it's like... This ah, it's it gets me every single time, and it is like it's this slow like, um, it has almost like a trip hop beat to it. Uh, yeah, and like it, it, you've got this kind of groove that you're that you're in, and there's this like kind of synth strings going on, uh, but again, just this really really pretty melody and like some hard hitting lyrics, and again like I. I always, always come back to that line. If it's God who made us, why are we so damn cruel? Like, don't be, don't be shitty to each other. For real. If you take nothing away from this episode other than that, like, don't be shitty to each other. This track, the vocals, like the melody gave me serious Oasis vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can hear that. To to the point that the first time I heard this song, listening to this record, I went, 
damn, it's been a long time since I've listened to What's the Story Morning Glory. <laughs> and it's like very similar time frame. Uh, I think that was 95. This was 2001. So that's about six years. Six, but I mean, like in that time period, like of music that still was very like okay, similar. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I actually took a sidebar and listened to that record for the first time in probably over a decade. And uh, I'm happy to report that I still love it as much as I did when I was in uh, middle school. Hell yeah. So let's go out uh, on this, uh, this track, Start Over, by Abandoned Pools from the record Humanistic.